Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome to the show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-host and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. Well, here we are at episode 67 of Sorta Awesome, and I am joined today by my lovely and dear friend, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Today, we are going to do a bit of a deep dive into the world of pregnancy and new babies. August and September always seem to bring a boom of babies. I mean, just in our family and our extended family, we have nine birthdays to celebrate in just those two months. I think those happy holidays at the end of the year tend to bring on the late summer babies. (laughs) So anyway, we are going to talk all about our pregnancy memories, confessions, highlights, and even some lowlights. And we're going to get to all things bundles of joy in just a minute. But first, let's start the show the way we always do with Awesome of the Week. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? My awesome of the week is actually inspired by a fellow awesome from the Hangout group. Shell posted just a little while ago the recommendation to watch The Royals on Amazon Prime. Yes, I have to interrupt already and say Shell in the Hangout group is like the source of many things awesome. I have so many things in my life that I'm like, thank goodness for awesome show. (laughs) I totally agree. And the description that she put with this was, it is British Gossip Girl with tiaras. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not kidding. I looked it up right then and started watching it that night. I was completely sold. I binged the whole series in less than a week. (laughs) If there's one thing I'm good at, it's binge watching. You have a gold star in that for sure. Okay, so it's called The Royals. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So this is the first scripted TV series for the Eat Network, and season one launched in March 2015. It's available on Amazon Prime, like I said. And it's set in modern-day London and follows a fictional royal family. So hear me loud and clear. This is not about the real royal family. Okay. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Totally fictional. They are dysfunctional and scandalous. And I found the whole thing to be so entertaining. So entertaining. (laughs) So Megan, in the first episode, there was an unexpected death. There was drinking, drugs, blackmail, sex, lies, and total abuse of power. And I was sold. Oh my (laughs) God. You are here for it. This is I am this here for show that. was created in a lab for Rebecca, for sure. <laughs> it really is like Gossip Girl. And you know that that was like yes. the binge love story of my life. Yes. I mean, 
it's very fast moving, like how Gossip Girl was. And so I really appreciate that. But, you know, this is kind of funny. It also kind of reminded me of Downton Abbey with all of the formal traditions and it's in the big fancy palace. However, I have got to tell you, these characters are not Anna and Mr. Carson by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a little bit more racy than Downton Abbey. (laughs) It it is a bit racy. And so I have to say, Mom, I know you're listening. You're not going to like this show. Don't. (laughs) Okay, so this really, this show is not for everyone. And in particular, there is a character, an uncle character, and his storyline at times, his abuse of power can get really kind of dark. And I was like, oh, well, now see, this is not entertaining. But I don't like this. But as a whole, I mean, my goodness. I, I Yeah, like I said, I watched it in less than a week. So again, it's called The Royals. Season one is free on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Season two is also on Amazon, but you have to pay per episode. Okay. So if anybody out there knows how to hook a lady up with free access to season two. <laughs> I've got to figure that out because I just, I don't know. Can I wait? I just, clearly the answer is no. It was just so good. You know, sometimes on Amazon Prime, they'll let you buy like a season pass. I don't even know. I haven't looked at this show or if it's like, if it's currently airing, you can sometimes, instead of paying by the episode, buy a season pass just for that show. And then you it's like a little bit cheaper than paying by the episode. I haven't, I don't know. I haven't checked it out, but might be something okay. to look into. Yeah, well, I'll have to look at it. And all of you, if you were a Gossip Girl fan, Shell was right. You will love this. That is so good. I'm just so happy. I'm looking at your face, how happy this show made you. And I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and yeah, it's so scandalous. So I should not be telling anyone, yet I'm telling absolutely everyone. Okay, well, my Awesome of the Week this week is a dress And I got to thinking about this. Why am I the only one, Rebecca, who is constantly bringing clothing suggestions to the show? Have you ever noticed that? It's because I never shop. I never, (laughs) ever buy anything awesome. I know. I'm the one that has talked about Stitch Fix. I've talked about Thread Up. I've talked about Agnes and Dora. I don't know if that means I'm secretly the clothes horse of the sort of awesome team. I don't feel like I am, but here I am. You're our fashionista. (laughs) Hardly. But I do have another clothing suggestion for you guys this week. So it is a dress that I am absolutely loving. So this past weekend, your fellow co-host Laura threw a beautiful 50th wedding anniversary party for her parents in our hometown. And I was planning to go and I knew I needed just a simple black dress. It was a sort of a fancy evening affair. And so I needed some kind of black dress because I had uh, con-marie'd my whole closet. And I was like, wow, I really got rid of a lot of things. Uh-oh, nothing's <laughs> now, left. Right, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, I could not find a simple black dress in the stores that I really liked. So like, as a last resort, I turned to Amazon of all places. And I ended up finding the most comfortable simple black dress. It is made by a company called ModernKiwi.com. And this dress is actually made right here in the USA out in Los Angeles. And the way it's uh, listed in Amazon, it is the Modern Kiwi Solid V-neck Long Sleeve Wrap 
plus size maxi dress, <laughs> which is a mouthful. I totally get. Quite the description. It is, really. But here are the things that I love about it. And of course, there will be a link in the show notes if this sounds like something you would like to look up yourself. First of all, it's a maxi dress. These are my love language. I talk about this all the time on the show that I can't stop, won't stop with dresses and skirts. Dresses are so dang simple for me that I have a lot of them. So I love the material it's made out of. It's rayon with just a touch of spandex. So it has a little bit of give to it, but it's rayon. So it's not like a wrinkled mess. You can totally like wash it. Um, You can machine wash it, throw it on a drying rack. And there you go. You're done. Um, It is a wrap dress. So for me, that's a really flattering neckline. I really like my shoulders. Uh, It could be modest. You could kind of like make it where it's more modest or it could be more revealing if you wanted to go, as Laura would say, more boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) Wear it a little bit more low cut if you wanted to. Which she wouldn't be caught dead doing. No, (laughs) but if that's your thing, since it's a wrap dress, the neckline is really easy to adjust. I do have to say, it's interesting that in the description, it calls it a long sleeve. I am here to tell you it is not long sleeved. I would not even call it a three quarter length sleeve. It hits me right at the elbow. So it's got some sleeve to it. One of the things I get so frustrated about shopping for maxi dresses is I don't like a totally sleeveless or a spaghetti strap uh, kind of top. I like a little bit of sleeve. This has an elbow length sleeve, so it's totally comfortable if you like a little sleeve with your maxi dresses. And the fit is perfect. It is so forgiving. Um, it's designed to be plus size, so it accommodates for the fact that some of us are curvier girls. Um, I wear a 14, 16 in dresses. I got the the 1X. It has all, when you look at the dress and there's a drop down for sizing, it's like 1X, 2X, 3X. I got the 1X. I adore the fit. It's so great. And what I really love about it too, Rebecca, you can totally dress it up or dress it down. So I wore this to this nice, beautiful, elegant party on Friday night. I had, you know, appropriate accessories. I put on some red lipstick, actually curled my hair. So it was really nice to wear to that. But then I have been like, I'm wearing it right now, you guys. And you can totally just throw on some flip flops with it and put your hair in a messy bun and you're good to go. So that is my kind of dress for sure. It sounds really nice. Now, does it come in non-plus size sizes also? I did look at their website and they have a whole line of clothes. It's not just dresses. They have all kinds of tops, bottoms, all kinds of stuff. So I would imagine they have a similar non-plus size dress that people would also love to check out. It's really super well made. Um, looks like a great company. I had never heard of them before. So I'm thankful to Amazon for introducing us for sure. I got the black There's also a white with black polka dots that I think I might go back and get. They also have red. Red is not a great color for me, but there's red and then a red polka dot as well. If you were wanting something not quite as severe, I guess, as black would be. It's $40 shipped if you have prime shipping. So the price is great. And I wanted to mention too, this could totally be a great maternity dress because like I said, it's very forgiving, very flowy, and it would be a great nursing dress you know, any kind of, uh, whether it's a top or a dress or whatever, with a wrap front is so great for nursing moms. So wanted to throw that out there too. Even if this dress is not normally your style, if that's you, you might check it out. So Rebecca, I'm not going to need a maternity or nursing dress anytime soon or maybe ever again. But Rebecca, I do know someone who is thinking about all things maternity and baby right now. 
would you maybe want to tell the awesomes who it is that I'm thinking of? Um, that could possibly be me. Yay, Rebecca <laughs> Hopper. I'm pregnant. <laughs> We on the Sorta Awesome team have been so excited. We have partnered with Rebecca in keeping this a secret for a very long time and have been so excited for the Hoffer family to add to their family. So, Rebecca, tell us everything. Okay. Well, yes. Biggest pregnancy confession of the show. Confession. (laughs) I am pregnant. Um, I... As of when this comes out, I will be 17 weeks and officially starting month number five of pregnancy. I was feeling really kind of gross and icky in the first trimester, but now I am feeling so much better. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really just very, very amazing. Um, my family is just thrilled. We have Grace, who will be turning seven next month, and she is just beside herself. Noah is four, and the two of them together are just the sweetest, most enthusiastic little people about our growing family, and I couldn't be happier. That One thing that they do on a regular basis is they will ask me if the baby can kick, and they will come... <laughs> They'll come and they'll lay like a little book or a toy on my stomach and wait to see if the baby can move it. And the answer (laughs) is no. It's too early for that. Yes. But I am feeling the baby move. And, you know, we've heard the heartbeat. We have not had an ultrasound. But, yeah, things are going really well. This is so great. Like I said, we've all been just like sitting on our hands with excitement because we have been so excited. We knew that you all would be really thrilled to hear this wonderful news, Rebecca. And in a lot of ways, I know you wanted to talk a little bit too about how this news of this pregnancy has a little bit of a bittersweet tinge to it for you guys. Right. So our our journey with this pregnancy really starts probably about a year ago. Nate and I decided to take the plunge into trying for a third baby, which was a really big deal for us for a lot of reasons. You know, one really simple reason, hitting that reset button on parenthood when you have a nearly seven-year-old and a four-year-old. I mean, guys, my life is the easiest it has been in the last six years. Mm -hmm. So that alone was enough for us to work through. And then we've had friends who've experienced really horrific loss um, with pregnancy and children. And the concept and idea of opening ourselves up to that possibility was really, especially for me, that was a big hurdle that I had to overcome. So finally, you know, after a lot of thought, we we took the plunge and decided, okay, well, we're going to do it. But I'm like, if we're going to do it, I am going to control it as much as I can. So I picked out the perfect month and they're like, okay, this is exactly when I would want to deliver and this would be perfect for our family. And I'm going to do all these things to prepare for that. And I was like filling my freezer to prepare for first trimester sickness before we were even trying. And, you know, I was basically I was scared out of my mind. And so I was doing everything in my power to try to control the situation. And, you know, it just didn't happen that way. Pregnancy did not come as easy to us this time around as it had with Grace and Noah. And when I say not as easy, we still were 
stinking fortunate, let me tell you. Um, we just have had extreme luck in the past with getting pregnant, like right away. So this was some our first experience with it not happening right away. And I, you know, that's really that's no joke. Like that's hard. It is. It is to have yes. that expectation and that hope, and then on the day when you are the least physically capable of handling immense disappointment is the day that you find out, you know, devastating news that you're not pregnant and you're an emotional mess and you're exhausted and maybe you're cramping. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's hard being a woman, right? Like it's it's just hard. Yes. It's hard. So anyway, we eventually we got pregnant. However, we lost that baby after six weeks and obviously that was just a really hard time for Nate and I. Um, we did not tell our children that we were expecting, so we were glad that we could spare them from that news. But it just really opened my eyes to just uh, just this world that so many women and families are living and the journeys that they're walking through. I mean, I knew before, like I said, I had friends who had major losses. We knew that this was had the potential to be scary. And it's kind of weird. Uh, Nate and I both had a lot of anxiety about that pregnancy. It was mm. almost like we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It, yeah, it was just, it was a very sad, dark time for us as we were grieving that loss. And, you know, we still continue to grieve that to an extent, but now here we are with a much less micromanaged pregnancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're feeling very thankful and letting go of the things that we can't control and those little things that, you know, we just have to really trust God. And like I mentioned in the music episode, the song that I shared about my faith and no longer being a slave to fear, um, but being a child of God, that playlist that I created on Pandora and that song really have just meant a lot to me in trying to trust even the fact that if something goes wrong again, if we continue to have trouble, I'm going to be taken care of. And eventually all of this pain of this dark world is going to go away and we're going to be okay. And Nate and I can make it together as a family. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for trusting that story to us. One thing that I have learned through all this is when it comes to loss and fertility struggles and whatever it is, any kind of loss that you're experiencing in your life, there's no such thing as too much support or too much love from those around you. And of course, as a sort of awesome team, we can't be there to physically support the women, you who are listening, who are experiencing loss, either pregnancy-related or otherwise, we can't be there to help you. But on behalf of the Sort of Awesome team, I extend our love to you. We extend our love to you. And just know that your struggles and your journey and whatever it is that is bringing you down in life right now, it's valid and it is hard and we're sorry. We send our love to each and every one of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to echo what Rebecca said. We know so many of you are listening. 
for whom this topic of pregnancy and babies is a very difficult or painful one, whether you're dealing with infertility now, or it was a a struggle in the past, or uh, you're thinking of pregnancies or babies that you've lost. We totally realize this topic can be fraught with emotion. And we also want to give a shout out to our adoptive mamas out there. Adoption is a part of the story of my extended family, and it's certainly the part of the family story for many of my friends' families, how their families have grown through adoption. So just know that we see you too. And before we dig into the sillier side of pregnancy that we're going to talk about, we wanted to say that even though we're going to be chatting about pregnancy and new babies, like it's no big deal today, we just want each of you that are listening to know that for many of you, it is a very big deal and we are thinking of you. So, well, Rebecca, Somehow my deepest confessions always seem to come out on the episodes I record with you. So I'm a little nervous about what I might end up saying today. (laughs) I love it. But let's just dive right in and start talking about pregnancy symptoms, those things that can come on um, rather quickly or may turn up at the end of pregnancy. Have you had any weird symptoms or any notable symptoms in your pregnancies? Okay, so I thought that these symptoms were no big deal. And then I was sharing it with some girlfriends and they are like, Rebecca, you are a freak show. What is wrong with you? (laughs) So something that happened with all of my pregnancies is that my hands and feet get very, very hot. Really? Oh, come on. I thought I was, I thought maybe you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, of course, me too. (laughs) Well, according to my husband, my hands are always hot. I tend to just like exert a lot of heat. So I don't know if it's worse in pregnancy. It's not, I don't think I would have noticed, but I honestly have never heard of that symptom before. Well, I looked it up after my friends ridiculed me. And (laughs) apparently it is something that does happen to women. It's related to just the increase in blood flow and circulation. And apparently women who struggle with cold hands and feet suffer from this hot hands and feet more noticeably than others. But it's to the point sometimes, especially here in the heat of the summer right now, where I might sit down with an ice pack and rest my feet or my hands on an ice pack just to kind of get some relief. But I have to tell you, Megan, that's not my strangest symptom. Okay. (laughs) So that one I didn't think was so weird, but this one I know is very strange. (laughs) Okay. I can't, I can't believe that I'm sharing this and that like it happens to me. Like it's just, this is just, okay. So when I'm pregnant, the skin under <laughs> the skin under my eyebrows gets like dry and flaky. Okay. I get <laughs> I like get eyebrow dandruff. I did not realize I the eyebrow dandruff. That's a mouthful. <laughs> that is hard to eyebrow say. Eyebrow dandruff <laughs> was a thing. Oh, it's not a thing. It's just, I'm a freak. It's just weird. But it's happened with every single one. And I'll put like lotion on my eyebrows at night. It doesn't matter. Like just, it's just under my eyebrows. It gets, that skin just gets really, huh. oh, I'm so strange. <laughs> so one last symptom that has always plagued me as a pregnant woman, and I am confident that this one is common though, is the increased sense of smell. Oh my gosh, yes, 100%. And unfortunately, I have been in some situations where the sense of smell was just absolutely insane, particularly in my first pregnancy with Grace. 
At the time, I was working at a huge professional theater that has live animals during the show. Mm -hmm. And so to get to the break room, I regularly would have to walk past what we called the animal holding room, which is basically where they kept all of the small animals in their cages. Megan, it was a pregnant woman's nightmare. I cannot (laughs) imagine how you kept it together during that time. Thankfully, the walk was quick and short, and I would hold my breath and rush through there as quickly as I could because it was terrible. But even worse than that, at the time, we were living in an upstairs apartment, and coming home from work from that same theater, there was this intense, awful smell as I would go up the steps. And so every night I would come home, bursting through our door, gagging and dry heaving as I am entering. And my husband's looking at me wide-eyed on the couch, his you know, first time pregnant wife, like, oh my goodness, what is going on here with this woman? Every night she comes home and she gags in the kitchen sink when she first comes home. Well, I was complaining to my husband about the smell. I was like, this is not right. Eventually, we called our landlord. They investigated, and there was an extremely old, abandoned well underneath our stairs, our outside stairs, that had filled up with sewage. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) I went to die thinking about it, and I'm not pregnant. Well, no wonder I was a horrible mess every night coming home. Yes. Oh, it was awful. It was just awful. Yes. Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine. The smell thing is definitely huge for me. I don't have any, ooh, I don't have any stories to that level of gross. I'm like, they're like a little faint even just thinking about that. <laughs> it was so bad. My weird one with smell, I don't know if this is weird or not. I feel like I might be the only person who has had to do this, but maybe not. I cannot handle the smell of like even kitchen trash, just like regular everyday trash. If it smells at all, like... I don't know, like coffee grounds or produce or, or heaven forbid, any kind of meat in the trash. I cannot, oh, yeah. no go. cannot deal with it. I, I would be like, you know, eight, nine months pregnant with each pregnancy, like waddling out to the, to the trash dumpsters again, because I would take the trash out so much. I just could not handle even, even having, you know, a trash can with like a lid on it. I just couldn't, I, I could smell it miles away and had to keep it regularly (laughs) tossed out. So my weirdest pregnancy symptoms all have to do with breath and breathing. Like apparently I do not have very good lung capacity under the best of circumstances because when I am pregnant, it's terrible. First of all, um, the very first symptom of pregnancy for me always has been that I get ridiculously short of breath, like way early on to where In fact, with my first pregnancy with Daisy, my oldest, I was still teaching at the time. It was the end of the year and um, we had 90 minute classes. And so, you know, I was talking a lot in class. Um, I had seniors, so I was, you know, constantly having to give instructions about this and that, announcements and those types of things. And I can remember very vividly standing at my podium in front of my classroom and trying to get through either a lecture or a series of announcements and just being like, feeling like, like I had just like run a sprint or something that I just could not catch my breath. I have been there. Trust me, I have. But I am shocked that this is like one of your first symptoms. Like really, like even before I knew I was pregnant with Daisy, this was happening. I know. And it was the same with the twins. I don't remember it as much with AJ. But when I was 
before I knew I was pregnant with the twins, we now live in a two-story house, and um, I had come up to the top of the stairs a couple of times completely winded and just thinking, what is going on? I mean, I know we had a, we had moved from a single-story house to a two-story house. I was like, I cannot possibly be this out of shape that walking up the stairs at our house <laughs> is winding me. But then a few weeks later, I got a positive pregnancy test. And so, like, I just, I seriously get out of breath so quickly. Um, as a pregnant lady. The other thing too that I tease about, but I actually, I don't know, this might be a thing. I cough really easily and then I'll start wheezing. Or if I just even start laughing, I get into a coughing fit. I have always said that I get pregnancy asthma. Kyle's like, you don't have asthma. I'm like, no, no, it's pregnancy asthma. (laughs) See, it's different. But I, again, I think it's just like my lungs are not prepared to deal with the taxes of pregnancy. But I'll start laughing and start coughing and wheezing and stuff. Um, So that's a weird thing. And then the last one, unfortunately, is a symptom that has stuck around, and that is snoring. Oh, yes. Prior to getting pregnant with Daisy, that I knew of, I had never snored. I had shared rooms with my sisters all the time growing up, had roommates. No one has ever told me that I snored. Um, So I did a little with my pregnancy with both girls, Stacey and AJ. Then it got real bad when I was pregnant with the twins. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you can imagine. When I could sleep, that was. There was a lot of sleepless nights when I was pregnant with them. But I am so sad to say, and no one is sadder than Kyle when I have to report this, is that that symptom has stuck. I, like, have still continued snoring even the twins are like three now and I still snore and it's really really embarrassing but I'm telling you all this this is one of those things that stuck around so okay so those are some of our weird symptoms let's talk about our weird cravings one of the things that pregnancy is most known for are weirdo food cravings that we have when we're pregnant Rebecca do you have any of those well with grace I'm embarrassed to say that I ate more Taco Bell in those nine months than I had probably my whole life. (laughs) I gotcha. I get it. With Noah, I was pregnant with him over the winter and I ate oranges like crazy with him, Uh uh which is like a delightful thing to crave. There's no shame and embarrassment in oranges. (laughs) But now with this baby, the big thing that I've been wanting the most is a baked potato with butter and sour cream, (laughs) which is really easy to make at Mm -hmm. home on your own. Have I? No, I've gone to Wendy's for every single one. That is so funny that you said that. I was just about to say, well, you know, Wendy's makes a great baked potato. (laughs) Well, yeah, because when you're nauseous and feeling like I can't make it, they're like the best place to stop quick and get something. But yeah, that's what I'm into this time around. But now how about you? Well, you know, I did confess back on episode 37 that all throughout my pregnancy with the twins, I ate McDonald's, McChicken sandwiches, fries, and a Diet Coke specifically. (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing. That was the first time I had like a really super specific craving. Like it couldn't have been a chicken. It couldn't have been Chick-fil-A. I didn't want Chick-fil-A. It couldn't have been like a Burger King chicken sandwich. It specifically had to be McDonald's McChicken sandwiches. It was the only thing that tasted good and it tasted really, really good. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's my most specific craving. With the girls, I don't remember having any that were necessarily weird. I remember really wanting pickles, which I know that's one of the pregnancy um, sort of stereotypes. But again, I just remember how very good it had to be dill pickles. And I remember how very, very, very good pickles tasted. And then, but with both girls, I also really craved like pastries, like um, like danishes and stuff, which I mean, I enjoy a danish on any day, fine. But like really, really feeling like if I don't get a danish right now, I will die. So <laughs> of course, <laughs> that was really specific with the girls. So just that carbiness. But I, for some reason, the Danish thing really sticks out for me. So it's so funny because really when you're pregnant, what tastes good tastes really, really good. And then what, right. what sounds bad sounds really, really horrible. Okay, we will be back with more pregnancy and newborn discussion and confessions after this break. This week's episode is sponsored by Your Camera and Your Life, a photography workshop for beginners created by Andrea Katolin. Are you maybe one of those ladies with a very awesome DSLR camera that never really leaves automatic mode? We see you out there and Andrea sees you too. That's why she created this course where you'll receive weekly lessons on everything you need to know to give you the confidence to really get the most out of your fancy camera, including lighting, exposure, printing, and displaying your beautiful photographs, and so much more. You'll also receive access to a private Facebook group where Andrea provides personal guidance through the course. Each week, she also provides friendly and helpful feedback on your photography to help you really get the most out of each week's lesson. Here's Andrea to share a little more about what makes her workshop so awesome. I created it for people who just want great photos of their life and their families and just all the beauty that's around them. And I think a lot of people buy those, what I call like the fancy pants cameras, because they know they can take amazing pictures, but then keep it on auto forever and don't really use it to its potential. There's just a great joy that comes when you try something hard and practice and you figure it out. And so I just want to share that joy and those, that feeling with my students. To sign up for your camera and your life, head right on over to andreacatolan.com workshop. Use code awesome at checkout to receive $10 off of your course tuition. And now back to Sorta Awesome. So as far as food aversions go, like for me, the first one that, that, again, I started having a lot of symptoms with the twins before I knew I was pregnant with them. I mean, go figure. There was just a lot happening in my body already to prepare for, for two babies. So with them, I could not stand the smell or taste of coffee, which is huge for me because I love coffee and would drink drink coffee around the clock. I mean, yeah. I'm like stunned into silence. Yes. I, I cannot comprehend the words that you are saying. I, <laughs> How could that be? In my non-pregnancy state, I adore coffee. I live on it. I was a Starbucks barista for a while. I actually love just the smell of coffee being brewed. I loved coming home from Starbucks from a shift and smelling like coffee. <laughs> Wait, you worked at Starbucks? I did. I did not know this about you. I did. I was a barista. There was a short period of time um, when Kyle had first started coaching in Fort Worth when he was coaching at TCU right before I started teaching. Um, it was like the spring and summer before I started teaching. I didn't have anything to do and we needed the income and there was a Starbucks down the street. 
I worked at the opening shift at that Starbucks for a couple of months and I loved it. It was perfect for me. And I actually learned a lot about coffee. <laughs> As a barista there. Wow, this is a whole nother show topic. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But anyway, when I started feeling like I cannot bear the thought or smell of coffee, I was like, something's up. The other weird, two other weird ones with the twins were meat. I just like the thought of eating meat, which was really not great because of course you need that. I needed protein. I was supposed to have like a hundred grams of protein a day, Rebecca, when I was pregnant with them. And that's a lot of protein, especially if you cannot stand the thought of eating any kind of meat. So in addition to McDonald's McChicken sandwiches, I also lived on protein shakes when I was pregnant with them because that was a lot more tolerable than eating any kind of meat. And then the last one is I actually threw up after eating an avocado. I love avocados. I will eat them plain. I will eat them um, on a sandwich. I will eat them wherever, whenever. And I could not stand avocado. So that was weird. The girls, I really, I remember like having a really ugh, yucky feel about lunch meat, um, which I know pregnant women are kind of technically not supposed to eat lunch meat anyway. Um, but I used to eat a lot of lunch meat sandwiches. This is a real easy lunch, but I just couldn't deal with the smell, thought, or taste of lunch meat with them. So, but none of them was the was more shocking than the coffee one. Well, yeah, that's horrific. It was. It was unbearable. Okay, you, do you have any food aversions? Well, with Grace, I couldn't stand the thought of eggs and I remember after pregnancy my in-laws like volunteering to like help fill our refrigerator for us for when we came back from the hospital and they put a carton of eggs in there that I am embarrassed to say was there for like such a long time because even after pregnancy I was like I'm not eating eggs um but with this baby my thing right now are shelled peanuts which (laughs) Okay, I know. You weren't expecting that. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I was trying to eat a little healthier before getting pregnant, Mm. and I was priding myself on the fact that I would eat, like, a bowl full of shelled peanuts, and it wasn't something that you could just, like, shove them all in your mouth. It took a while, so it was satisfying to open it up and eat it, and it wasn't as fattening as, like, a bowl full of ice cream, right? Well, like, immediately after getting pregnant, I could not, I just, I I haven't had one since. Like, I just can't do it. I have zero desire. They sound gross to me. And I was eating them so much. Right before I found out I was pregnant, I bought like three bags of peanuts in the shell. Yeah. And so they're just sitting in my house. Nobody's touching them. (laughs) That's funny. That's a funny one. Um, Okay. One of the biggest questions that pregnant women get asked, and there's lots of them, but one of the most common ones is, are you going to find out the gender? feels like everybody in the world, from the checkout clerk at the grocery store to your mother-in-law to your circle of girlfriends, everyone needs to know, what's this baby going to be? Are you going to find out the gender? So do you guys have, does the Hoffer family have like a policy? Like we do find out, we don't find out. What is your take on it? We have a policy and it is a bit strange. And it has been controversial. Okay. We do not find out. And oh. let me tell you, people get all worked up about it. <laughs> do people like get openly aggressive about it? Like, why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, not to the point of like pulling a gun aggressive, but, they, <laughs> but, but yes, they act very inconvenienced. Like, what well, I don't, this is not acceptable. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. So with Grace... We just thought, well, this is, it'll be fun. Let's just wait. You know, why not? 
what do they say? There's only so many surprises in life. This is such a good one. Let's just do it. So we waited and it was a very good experience for us. And it was actually funny when we called Nate's parents to tell them that Grace had been born. We did not tell them what she was. What? That's mean. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of mean. Aren't we awful? Yeah. So we called and we said, Nate's like, so we had the baby. And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And and he's like, are you going to come visit? (laughs) Like, you're not going to tell us? (laughs) So they didn't find out until they came in and saw like the little pink hat on her head. Um, Now with Noah... We loved the first experience so much, we're like, well, no, we're not going to find out. But one thing that we did with both of them is I really hated the idea of giving up complete control over finding out. Because, you know, if everything goes well with your pregnancy, you really only have one ultrasound. And so that opportunity is there, and then it is gone. And you don't get it back just because you might change your mind Mm -hmm. and say, well, I wish I would have found out. So what I had the ultrasound technician do for those two pregnancies was to write down what their guess was for the gender and then seal it in an envelope for us. And then we just kept it, I think we had it in the kitchen, and we just kept it there in case we ever changed our minds. And let me tell you, there was a lot of aggression about that also. People were like, what? You have it in your kitchen? I had one friend that's like, I'm going to open that. I'm like, no, you are not going to open it. She's like, I'm opening it. No, back up girl you're not opening this envelope so then what we did is after the kids were born after each birth we took the envelope with us to the hospital and we opened it there just for fun to see oh look grace is a girl Uh she's a girl but then surprise they said that noah was a girl (laughs) (laughs) i'm here to report four years later he is still very much a boy That's so funny. Those those are wrong sometimes. And they are. They call of your plans and then it's wrong. So yeah. I really can't imagine the stress of it being wrong and you actually knowing about it. I mean, we were just shocked. I, we have a picture. My sister took a picture of us opening the envelope and we can link to it in the show notes. It's hilarious. It's not the most flattering picture of me, but Nate and I are definitely both like, what? Yeah. <laughs> looking at this envelope. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. I imagine that with the twins, you probably had so many ultrasounds that you almost probably had to find out. Oh, we knew we were going to find out. We did because our policy is to find out at the ultrasound because I hear you saying there's only so many surprises in life. That's true. We feel like you get to be surprised whether you find out in the delivery room or the ultrasound room. So we we are big finder outers. But I will say, even though we did find out at ultrasounds all along the way for all four of our kids, that each time I genuinely was surprised. Now, with Daisy, our oldest, I just I was just surprised. I was going to be surprised either way because I was our first baby, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what to expect. So I was gleefully and joyfully surprised to have um, a baby girl the first time around. Now, with AJ, get to the 20-week ultrasound, I was convinced that AJ was a boy because um, so many of my symptoms were so, so, so different from my pregnancy with Daisy. I just was convinced this is going to be a boy when they said it's a girl, another girl. I was very genuinely and deeply surprised. So I've had a, so I had a couple of surprises with the twins. First of all, that they were twins. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which 
what I found out at my eight week appointment, which I was already surprised that I was getting an ultrasound. I didn't know that was going to happen. She's like, let's just take a little peek, take a little peek. There's two babies in there. So that was that was the hugest surprise ever, of course. But we totally knew that we were going to find out with the twins. Kyle like needed to mentally prepare that there was a possibility that he would be the only man in a house filled with women if the twins because we knew they were identical so we knew it was going to be a set either way so in order for him to mentally emotionally spiritually prepare (laughs) (laughs) for his future (laughs) um we knew we were going to find out so we did and we found out they were boys and that was a really special fun day kyle had a course, as lots of daddies do, wanted to um, have a little boy. So to get to have two boys was a very, um, really big, wonderful, um, soul-filling day for him. So I remember we he had, of course, gone with me to that appointment. He wasn't with me at the appointment where I found out <laughs> we were going to have oh, twins. I can't believe it. I was on my own on that one. But we were together. It was beautiful, wonderful, happy. We went and had lunch together. And then we went immediately to Babies R Us and bought little our first set of little boy outfits and little running shoes, little oh, newborn so running sweet. shoes. So that was a wonderful, fun day. Did you experience any pushback from people saying, oh, but don't you want to wait to find out with any of your pregnancies? You know, I honestly, I didn't, there was not a single person who ever said that. I think it has just become so accepted that people are like, of course you'll find out. So, <laughs> well, until you tell them that you're not, and then watch out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so speaking of whether or not to surprise people with something, I'm really curious. Do you tell anybody baby name choices? Now, obviously, you don't have the name settled on because you don't know which gender the baby's going to be, but. Um, do you tell anybody baby name choices and, and how do baby name discussions work in your family? We absolutely do not tell people what names we're throwing around. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want people saying anything about, right. <laughs> about the baby name. Right. I don't want them saying, oh, but then they're going to be called this. Yes, yes, yes. Or, yes. Mm, I don't really like that. I, I just, I don't want to be influenced at all by other people. And you know what? That's really a good thing because, honestly, Nate and I struggle with just the two of us trying to decide so much that we, we don't need any outside opinions. Yes. We have a very hard time coming up with names. And the reason why is because Nate prefers really short names. Like, for example, Jack, Mm -hmm. Bob, Kim. I like longer names with more syllables like Jonathan or Isabella, Caroline. Maybe that's because my husband's name is Nate. Uh (laughs) Yep. And my name is Rebecca, you know, like we, I think we tend to gravitate towards names that are similar Mm -hmm. to what we have going on with our own names. And we just, it's really difficult when we were in the waiting room. So Noah was born by C-section. It was scheduled, but then we had to go in early for the C-section. So it wasn't quite emergency, but it wasn't quite planned. And we, we were there in the hospital waiting room, waiting to be admitted and we were still trying to finalize the girl name. Yeah. Like, are we sure this is what we want? So what are we going to do? What right. was that middle name again? I mean, we just really struggle with it. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so you totally keep all of the choices private then. 
Yes. Well, now my mom was trying to get it out of us, I think, with my daughter. And she's like, so can you give me a little bit of a hint? Is it going to be a name that I've never heard of before? Or is it going to be like a biblical name? I said, Mom, actually, we're doing both. We're going to name the baby Habakkuk. <laughs> she was not amused. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so funny. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we did not get pushback or questions about if finding out the gender. We also keep the names private until the babies are born. And we have gotten a ton of pushback on that. Not so much from friends. I think friends and, you know, like random strangers, whatever, that ask about the pregnancy are like, oh, that's fine. But family, family members did not like at all our choice to keep it private. It's interesting because... That's pretty common though, isn't it? I don't... I mean, I maybe maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know because my siblings and Kyle's sibling and, and other people, extended family, like cousins and stuff, have all told the name before the baby was born. So we felt like we were really like being different and like taking a stand. Like, no, wow. we're going to keep it private. Um, and so we got a ton of pushback. Um, there were people specifically in my family who are very unhappy with our choice on that. We, But we felt like everybody, we, we felt, almost feel like a compromise almost. Like we are going to find out the gender and everybody gets to plan and dream and think about what the new baby's going to be. But we just wanted to keep that one little thing private just between the two of us until the baby was here. And we also kind of had that theory, and I think that you kind of alluded to this, that if you wait to tell the name, then whatever it is, people are just like, okay, that's the name. And they're just like, okay. Like, Daisy is a little bit unusual of a choice. We did not want any pushback on it. Like, we knew her name was going to be Daisy. It took us a long time to decide because... I, I was a teacher before we started having kids. Kyle was coaching. When you're around a lot of kids and, like, young adults oh, like that, names yeah. can get, um, well, marked off of your potential name list really quickly. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. On, based on kids or people that you know with that name. So it took us a very long time to settle on Daisy's name. And once we knew it, we were like, this is it, and we don't want to hear any you know, right. any discussion about it. Um, AJ, this is the same way. So Eliza's, AJ's first name is Eliza. Um, her middle name is Joy, which we did tell that part because Joy is um, inspired by and named after my mom, who is Joyce. So I knew I, when we found out that she was going to be a girl, I knew that I wanted to include my mom's name in that. So we knew Joy would be the middle name. And I knew that I wanted a name that could be shortened into a nickname. So we had decided on A, but we had a huge long list of A names that same thing. We were waiting to go into her birth, which was a C-section, and we still hadn't decided. We were still looking through name lists and decided literally as they're like wheeling me back. <laughs> like it's happening. Oh my like, word. Okay, it's Eliza. <laughs> um, and then the boys, we did tell a little bit early um, because just a few people, uh, the boys are both named after a combination of um, Kyle's first and, and middle name, and then my late father-in-law, his dad's first and middle name. Um, his dad was still alive when I was pregnant with the boys, and it was a really big and special, meaningful thing. Again, Kyle had been hoping for and dreaming of having at least one son um, someday. So it was a special moment between he and his dad. He told his parents that we were going to use the combination of names. So John Kyle, um, my late father-in-law's name was um, John Mac. And so we have John Kyle and then uh, Mac Edward, Edward being 
uh, Kyle's middle name. So anyway, family names were a really big deal to us, obviously. And that was the only time that we told anybody even a little bit early. So but I'm really glad. I, I really like that we had that little shared secret just between the two of us because you know when you're pregnant it feels like you're you're broadcasting your story to everyone everyone feels entitled to come up and ask questions and which is fine it's fun whatever but just to have one little thing that you hold on to that's a secret between the two of you I think is so fun too so okay I'm curious do you have any embarrassing stories of pregnancy or having a new baby that you feel you can confess on the show today so my (laughs) It's so awful. Okay, so for some reason, the idea and the concept and the action of registering for baby gifts was an extremely stressful experience for me. Really? Really? Megan. Yes. (laughs) I overthink everything and I had no idea what any of this stuff was. I mean, I knew what like a baby bottle was and a pacifier, but I'm like, well, but what's this thing? Do I really need this? And I didn't want to over-register. I didn't want to under-register. And I wanted to get the best of each of the things that I was looking at because I was thinking to myself, you know, you kind of really just get one chance. Usually you register like for like a lot with the first one. And then with the next ones, you just maybe get like maybe a new blanket and like some... Diapers. diapers. <laughs> right. But like, this is my chance. And I wanted to pick out what I was going to want for all of time. And oh, I was so overwhelmed. And God bless my husband. We went to register. I'm not kidding. It was at least three different occasions, if not four, that we went to Babies R Us and took that scanner around. And on one of those occasions, I lost my mind. And had one of the worst hormonal, emotional breakdowns and went sobbing into the bathroom. Like, could not stop crying. My poor husband is outside thinking, this is just (laughs) the pits of what is going on here with my wife. What has happened to her? It was awful. I mean, I'm embarrassed about that story. Um, The other embarrassing story I have was actually from after Grace was born. Okay. The first time that my in-laws watched her it was well I took her to my sister for her very first babysitting experience and I left her (laughs) I left her with a lot of notes Uh yes because you know she anyway (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say that I left my sister and then the next time when my in-laws babysat Grace I left them with two pages of typed notes. I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. A friend was watching um, Daisy when she was a baby so I could go to the dentist. I knew I was going to be there for a few, like a few hours. And I literally was like, and she, this friend had like three kids. So she was not a novice, you know? Right. And I handed over like, here's everything you need to know for a few hours. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it was overwhelming, the idea of leaving her alone for yes, the first time. It is. Now, my sister is very detail-oriented, and she really likes to do what is expected. And so she looked at those notes, and she was like, okay, this is great. This is thorough. And then at one point, she even called me. She's like, so I noticed one thing that you didn't have in your notes, and I wanted to ask you about that. And I was like, okay, this is fantastic. This yeah, is great. You loved it. And yeah. then my in-laws. <laughs> And I took Grace to my in-laws and they did not have the same type of response as my sister. And my mother-in-law was like, 
you know we've done this before, right? <laughs> but <laughs> not with this appre- baby. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't appreciate the great detail, right. which I was a little bit up in arms about. But, you know, yes, they had done it before. But the thing is, is that I had never done it before. Sure, and it felt course. good for me. Yes. And now, of course, looking back, it's kind of like, well, yes, I probably went a bit overboard with the instructions. I really can't blame my in-laws at all for the reaction. Two pages of type notes. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> warranted. With this baby, I probably will still leave some typed notes because that's just easier than handwriting all of the schedule and stuff. But I will do my darndest to make sure it's not two pages worth goodness sakes <laughs> gotcha on that before we wrap up let's talk a little bit about some of the best baby gifts that we've gotten you were talking about registering and of course there's showers and then people bring gifts when babies are born what are some of the best ones that you have gotten with with the arrival of your babies so the best baby gift that i have received that's like a traditional baby gift and one that i continue to give to new moms all the time is baby's one-year calendar or like a first-year calendar. I loved it. Basically what it is is it's a blank calendar for a whole year where you write in the month that your baby was born and then fill in all of the dates and stuff. And then I would hang that in a place where I had regular access to it and I would write down all kinds of little things like, you know, like sat up today, tried peeves for the first time, went to the park, first visit to the library, all those kinds of things. And then I would use that to help me fill in the baby book. Because let me tell you, that baby book, they ask questions and you're like, I don't remember any of this stuff. (laughs) I know. But the the calendar, you know, you just write down like day-to-day things and it just made it so much easier. I I absolutely loved it. It's my go-to gift. Yeah. But the best, absolute best gifts that I received were not things that you can register for. A cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. I mean... Can you hear the angel singing? I got a cleaning lady from my mother-in-law for, it was six months of cleaning after Noah was born. And with both of my pregnancies, my mother-in-law and my sister helped fill my freezer with freezer meals. I mean, oh my goodness, I didn't cook like a traditional meal for like, I don't know, two months if not longer, (laughs) between that and baby meals that people would deliver. Those are like the best. I just absolutely love them. What about you? So in terms of practical things, I think that a great nursing pillow is a really great gift. Um, If you don't get one, I think if you just, you know, use your Babies R Us or your Target gift cards and get one, even if you do not even think you're going to nurse, those are just so handy to have for propping the baby up on. Um, I use them a lot. In fact, after the twins were born, my friend Jen Hoffman, who you all know from Healthy Living, um, sent me a care package that had a twin-sized nursing pillow in it. It was so fantastic. We used that thing for so long. It was amazing. It was the best gift ever with twins. Not just for nursing, but also just, yeah, for propping them up and just, it was fantastic. She also sent a little jar of a C-section salve from Earth Mama Angel Baby. 
It's specifically made for recovering from C-sections. All of my kids were C-sections, so I totally know the C-section recovery route. Um, Anything that you can give a new mom that allows her to kind of set up a nursing nest, again, even if she's not nursing the baby, just have all of that stuff right there is so great. So like lanolin or, um, you know, even tissues and granola bars, like little snacks because you're so hungry. Um, Anything like that is great. But that C-section salve, I had never seen it or used it before, and sent that to me when the twins were born. And now anytime I know a mom that has a C-section, I send that because it is so great. It's, it really promotes healing. It smells nice. You just kind of want to pamper yourself after you've had a baby. So those, practically speaking, were really good. But then also, I totally agree. Food deliveries, oh my gosh, so helpful. And then another thing that friends have done um, both when AJ was born and then when the twins were born, is to pick up my older kids and take them somewhere to do something fun. Because, again, recovering from a C-section, I couldn't just pop up and be like, okay, well, let's load up and go to the library and get a stack of books. I was like in bed or on the couch for a long time. And so friends who would come by and get the older kids, take them to a movie, take them to the playground, take them to do something fun, helped me mentally to deal with that new mom guilt so much. So if you are ever able to do that for a friend or a family member, oh my gosh, just know it will be so appreciated. Very helpful. So, all right. Well, I know that you guys have lots of pregnancy stories to tell. We need to know, do you tell the gender? Do you tell the names? What are you loving to eat? What do you hate eating? All of those things we want to hear from you on social media. Rebecca, tell us where we can find you all around the web. Well, you can find me at simplyrebecca.com. And there today, I actually have a blog post where I'm talking a little bit more about my pregnancy and about the miscarriage that we had in December. And along with that is included a photo that we had used to announce our pregnancy to our friends and family on Facebook. We had a lot of fun creating that. So if you want to see that, you can pop over to simplyrebecca.com. And then also, if you subscribe to my newsletter, my very first baby bump picture is going to be coming out soon there and you can find a link to that in that blog post and on my website and you can also of course follow me on social media at simply rebecca on facebook twitter and instagram okay well you can find me on twitter and instagram at sort of awesome meg come and find the show on facebook facebook.com slash sort of awesome and the show's also on instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. Before we wrap up, I want to give one more shout out to our amazing sponsor this week, Andrea Catolin's Your Camera and Your Life Beginner's Photography Workshop. Don't forget, it is an eight-week online photography class for all of you mamas out there that have that DSLR, that you don't know what to do with it, you want to learn how to work that fancy camera, go to andreacatolin.com slash workshop, and do not forget to use the code AWESOME for $10 off of your workshop. Thanks so much, Andrea, and your camera and your life. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffer, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at sortaawesomeshow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at pragermusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly 
awesome. <laughs>